Hey guys, it's Jesse. It's also Hannah. And this is That's So Lesbian, a podcast with one and a half lesbians who talk about a lesbian show. It's the perfect number of lesbians. You don't want two lesbians. It's a little much. And you don't want one lesbian because that's not enough. So you got to average it out. Yeah, one and a half. One and a half. This is what you want. (laughs) I'm so excited for us to make that shirt because I want to wear that one every day. I know. I just want a shirt that says one and a half lesbians and to confuse people. I'm going to make the shirt soon, I swear. I've just been really lazy. This week I'm going to make shirts. I'm so stoked. I One and a half lesbians. The send perfect a, amount. Send me a list of all our uh, slogans and I will make shirts this week. I will. I will. I'll send it to you after we're done recording. Fabulous. I just like have such a big ass list. And then we will give y'all a link so that you can buy shirts. By the time yeah. you listen to this, I will have made the shirts because we're recording this in the past. Yeah. We're mm. doing this one like a week ahead because mm. we used to be ahead and then we got behind and I was like, Mm, let's get back to being ahead. Yeah, being ahead is nice. But it means that... that case we die, it's fine. The problem is that we usually start the podcast out with life updates, and I gave all my life updates in our last episode because we recorded it 30 seconds ago. So now yeah. I have nothing <laughs> new for you. Everything is exactly as it was. I was sitting up before, and now I am lying down. <laughs> so that's what I can offer you. My life update is that... um my crush, he did text me Ooh. in the interim. He's so fucking smart, and I just I just love him so much, and why can't we be dating yet? Because you haven't <sighs> asked him out yet, because you're a coward. Well, I the reason I haven't asked him out yet is because I agreed to drive him four hours away to Tyson's, where he lives. Yes. And I don't want things to be weird in the car ride. In case, in case it's not mutual, but it's definitely mutual. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like a serious thing. Just be like, Hey, I'm going to go grab dinner. Do you want to come with me? Like you don't have to like date, date, but like you need more excuses to spend time together. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, he also said that he's really busy this week. So I was going to, and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I would just leave him alone and then, like, maybe, like, on Friday, just being like, hey, I'm about to get lunch. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Well, Friday, I'm starting a new job, actually. Ooh, totally forgot about that. News. Yeah. So, in the past, I will have already started this job. Um, but I'm going to be working Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And my shifts are, I kid you not, from 1.30 p.m. until 10.30 p.m. Yikes. Yeah, but the pay's good. At least you don't have to wake up early, I guess. Yeah, I like I can still go out and drink, which is like my <laughs> standard mo. But yeah, I think Maybe my general I'll... tip to go back to my asking about advice for asking people out is when you're when you're in the early stages and you want to seem casual is to make it clear I'm going to do this thing anyway. Would you like yeah, to do it with me? Yeah, but I want me? you to come with me. Yeah, yeah, because then it's like you're not acting like your plans hinge on them. So they don't have to feel bad about turning you down if they want to. And if they turn you down, it can very much be a like, I can't do it right now thing. But it's not about you. And that lets you both save some face. Um, yep. And also it just makes you seem like you have a life and that you're a dynamic person who doesn't need to be waiting around for people. So even though those things are not true for me, I like to project them. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I just very much feel like I'm going to be doing this thing. Would you like to do it with me? Oh, you know, that's fine. I'm just going to do it. So it's. Yep. 
that's my, my Hannah's lesbian tip of the day because lesbians have to ask out people more than non-lesbians if you ask me yeah because so many cool. lesbians will just lie around and wait for you to do it because they're used to dating men that's because yeah mm-hmm. yeah I ask out is, so many women who will never do it themselves I'm trying to project my um confidence as like kind of a top in the lesbian verse yeah to like having some control over the reins in this like hetero situation that I'm in yes um yeah I'm also okay he better not listen to this fucking ever but I'm pretty sure he is like really inexperienced oh okay so that is another reason why I'm trying to be like not too pushy yeah you don't don't want to scare scare him away away. he's like a little he's like a little lamb should we talk about the L word because that's what we do on this podcast but listen we are like halfway through with season three i know and then seasons we have not that great we have season four and season five and then a short season six yeah so we're doing really well and this season these seasons aren't even that long they're like 12 episodes 12 episodes they feel long though they feel really Mm -hmm. long yeah the first season of queer (laughs) is 22 episodes so it's yeah that's long they get shorter but the first season is long as shit Yes. We'll spend more time on Queer as Folk than we do on The L Word. And isn't that a blessing? Um, <laughs> you're going to love it. It's going to change your life. It's going to make you so much gayer. We're going to have to be two lesbians at the end of Queer as Folk. It made me gayer. Which is weird oh, because damn. it's full of attractive men. But it still made me real gay. Okay. All right. Um, um, yes. Jinx. The L Word. So this episode was Lone Star. And I have things I want to talk about. Yeah. Talk about them. So we had the Lone Star term comes up in a conversation about Gold Star lesbians. Yeah, isn't that weird where Carmen's just like out of the blue? Yeah. You're just jealous because we're just two Gold Stars that found each other. It's like, like okay. nobody cares about that, but okay. But also, I'm confused because I feel as this conflicts with what we know about Shane's life as a sex worker. Yeah. Wasn't she acting as sort of a pseudo male prostitute for men? Isn't that something that we yeah. know? So, yes. what? Does She's Carmen just definitely not... definitely not a gold star. Yeah, so either Carmen doesn't know about this and Shane is lying, which doesn't seem like Shane. Like, even if Carmen doesn't explicitly know, I feel like she wouldn't just lie. Um, yeah. But, or she doesn't count the stuff that she did when she was a sex worker, which I think is reasonable. Yeah. But it just seems, I feel like that's not what's happening and it's just the writers completely forgetting this characterization and going, well, clearly Shane always knew she was a lesbian. Look at her. And Yeah. And I mean, th- she knew she was a lesbian because we have her coming out story being like when she was seven. Yeah. But also, I think there's no way Carmen is a gold star. I know. That's, that's also so hard for me to believe because her family wants her to be straight so much. It's hard for me to believe she hasn't tried it. Yeah. So that's really weird. Also, she's really hot, so she could get it any day of the week from, like, literally any man. Well, so could I, but that doesn't... Well, I'm not a gold star, so maybe... Well, okay, no offense. Uh, don't but... go there. Don't do not do it. Don't say it. Carmen! Don't say it. Come on, dude! Don't say it. Don't say it. My ego can't take it. She's hotter than anyone I've ever met in my nope, life! Nope, nope, you said it! Oh, dead to me. 
<laughs> you can't say that people are hotter than me on my own podcast. It's unacceptable. Look, Hannah, you know I stalked you so that you could date me. Yes. What about my ego? What about your ego? <laughs> I would never say that Carmen was hotter than you. Carmen is hotter than me. But I would never say it. But you should say it. <laughs> oh, God. Carmen's so fucking annoying. So what are these tattoos? Well, she is annoying. What are these tattoos they got? I couldn't even make them out. They were so blurry and shitty. It's the stupid fucking bird. It's the bird. Okay, I was thinking it was probably the bird. Oh, this bird thing. Well, I also want you to know that while I was thinking about who on earth could be hotter than Carmen, I was thinking about Jeff Goldblum, and I think that, like, she might be hotter than Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's pretty sexy, but I wouldn't call him, like, hot. I don't know. But that's probably because I'm a lesbian. Ugh, he's really hot. I love that man. Oh, I love him too. But I don't want to have He grew up in him. Pittsburgh. Did you know that? Did he? That's awesome. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. That's cool. I was sitting next to you. Speaking of Pittsburgh, I was on oh, the yeah. train yesterday coming home from New York. And there was a little boy. He was probably nine or ten. And okay. he had a Steelers blanket, which is why I bring up Pittsburgh. But he was wearing a shirt that said, like, National Karate Championships. And he had with him the biggest trophy I have ever seen in my life. So oh. I'm thinking that I was next to the best karate person in the world. And I was just looking <laughs> and he's like this little skinny kid. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, this kid could beat the absolute living shit out of me. <laughs> and oh he's like this trophy little kid. But this, I mean, this trophy, I am not shitting you, was five and a half feet tall. It was bigger than you. Yeah. Five and a half feet tall is taller than me. It was enormous. You should have fought him. I should have. You should have been like, punch me. (laughs) I know. Just so you know. Chop me (laughs) in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So so in case you ever need defense, because I think he probably lives in Pittsburgh. um, Yeah. Because he had a Steelers blanket. Although he got off at Philadelphia, I think. So who the fuck knows? Maybe he just likes the Steelers. But he, um... Uh, I mean, the Steelers are great, but yeah. also the Eagles just won, so I, I can't know. imagine I feel like, having. I know, I don't know, weird. but my train didn't stop in Pittsburgh, so maybe he's like, I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, he's around. He's in the Pennsylvania area, and he's the best in the world at karate. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tita has sex with a man. No, she doesn't. She starts to have sex with a man. Yes. And then he's like... They just start making out and taking clothes off. And then he's like, you're not a lesbian. You didn't feel like a lesbian just then. Yeah. Which is offensive and dumb. Yeah. He's like, as okay. soon as I see you, saw you, I knew you weren't queer. I'm like, whoa, buddy. Yeah, he doesn't get to say queer. That's for sure. He sure does not. It's possible he said um, a queer. I can't remember. But either way, it was still bad. But a queer like is, that. of course, worse. Yeah, but... um, Okay. If you were in this situation that Tina is in, so Tina kicks him off and, like, keeps on pushing his head down, same way that men do when they want head, um, which is kind of funny, but, um, she then is like, nope, nope, we are not gonna do this, I was so ready to jump in bed with you and I will not sleep with you. Nope. What would you do? You would do the same thing? Um, me with a man? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't sleep with a man. Well, Although I okay, almost did, but I almost did two weeks ago. Tina's 
situation. Yeah. Well, no, of course. I would shut that shit down as soon as you started saying that. Okay. You wouldn't? I'm just... I have no morals. I would be like, I could get dicked down right now? Hell yeah. Oh, God. I don't give a shit. No. No, 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 no. I think not. Um, I did one time with my ex-fiance. We were having sex. And my cat jumped up on the bed. And my fiance kicked him off of it. Yeah, you said this. And I yeah. continued to have sex with him. And I hate myself for that to this day. So. I'm sorry. That's okay. My cat is fine, so there's that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but after that, you know, I made a pledge. Cats before men. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, have I ever told you that Bulby, he, he knows, like, my habits when I'm going to go and masturbate? Mm-hmm. And so he will sit down on my chest to make it so that I am too uncomfortable to masturbate. <laughs> He's just like, absolutely not. You're not doing this. This is horrid. You're going to go blind. (laughs) (laughs) My cats really like the sound of my vibrator because I guess it sounds like purring. So they always jump up. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And I'm always like, hey. (laughs) But like, I masturbate a lot. So I feel like they couldn't figure out my masturbation habits. It's just too much for them to keep up with. They'd be overwhelmed. Um... Anyway, yeah, so Tina doesn't have sex with the man, but, like, she tries to and is, like, a terrible wife. And really just feels no remorse at all about that situation. And it's just, these two are so terrible for each other and don't care about each other at all to a really unrealistic extent. I don't know how you could be with someone for eight years and just care about them this little. Um, It's very confusing. That sounds like my gay aunts, TBH, but their marriage is terrible. Yeah, sounds like. Um... Uh, Jenny and Max. Okay, so Max has sex with Alan Cumming. Which is weird. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, God, I was really into it. I was so uncomfortable. Why? I don't know why. I think it's just because Alan Cumming's leg was way hairier than I expected. And I was just (laughs) like, I cannot look at this. Uh, Um, I was a little confused by the use of a condom. But... I support. They used a I condom? Guess. They did. There was a flash of Alan coming taking out a condom, and I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. It's a strap on that Max is wearing. It is, but, you know, maybe it was dirty. So, okay, used the condom. So, oh, God. Um, there was a conversation first about AIDS, which I, I always like AIDS conversations. And then, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, um, a transitioning person fucking a gay guy with a strap on, I'm going to be into this. This is really checking all my boxes here. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. So then I started thinking about... I talked in my last episode of how I like fucking women with a strap-on. So then I started thinking, would I fuck a man with a strap-on? Because I yeah. don't like sex with men, but would I do this? And the yeah. conclusion I've reached is, yes, I would do it for the experience. I don't think it's something that I would enjoy doing mm-hmm. regularly. But I would do it if this if yeah. this situation arised. So that's my thoughts on that. But yeah, I enjoyed the scene because it was um, one of the complaints about Queers Folk is that it really only shows one type of sex for the most part. It really makes it seem like all gay men are having anal sex and that's all that they do. Like there's blowjobs and stuff. But besides that and that there is a consistent top and bottom and it doesn't switch 
And all the actors have complained about really how basically heteronormative the sex is on Queer Spoken. It's a very valid complaint. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing I like that the Elbert has done in these past two episodes is shown lots of different types of queer sex. Between yeah. the blowjob scene with Max and Billy and now this sex scene, um, Carmen going down on Shane in here, which is yes. sort of a gender role reversal. Um, and even stuff that was unrealistic, like uh, Jenny trying to give Max head while they were driving, which doesn't make sense. But it's still showing something, you know. And we've got even the thing with Bet and, and um, Alice here at the opera with, like, opera. fingering each mm, other. This is a good so, scene. That's my favorite opener. Mm, it was good. So I, I liked the Bet and the boyfriend one better. Um, okay. I just love that aria. It's, like, my favorite. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so it's... Um, I like that we're seeing this diversity of queer sex in the L word, and it's not something that I thought that we were going to do. Um, so I am into this. That's fair. Yeah. I like that we're seeing all the different ways that sex can take place, because I think that that's not usually represented. Mm-hmm. Even in queer media, it, that it really teaches you, like, and here's how gays have sex. And that's very yeah. easy to internalize and go, okay, mm-hmm. this is sex for me now. And it's not until you really explore non-mainstream things that you discover the diversity of sexual experiences and that you discover that who you are in a sexual encounter does not have to be who you present yourself as outside of sex, that it's okay to have, like, a sexual alter ego. Like, I don't look like the type of girl who's going to walk around fucking guys and girls with strap-ons, but I would do it, and you're not going to know that from looking at me. Um, And that's (laughs) fine. And, um... This is not really out. This is mainstream media, the L word here. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a cable TV show. And it gets so many things, so many horrible things wrong about lesbians yes. and about queer people in general. But then at the same time, I feel like if I had watched this growing up, I would have gotten so many damaging ideas. But at the same time, I really would have had a different idea of what sex looked like that would have been really helpful for me. Yeah. So That's... reconcile that. Yeah, I mean, I, this was, like, basically my intro to what queer sex was. Yeah. So that's interesting. Whereas mine but... was queer folk, and it's not nearly as good an intro. And it has nothing to do with women. Yeah. Yeah. There are lesbian sex scenes in queer folk, but they're awful. There was clearly there was no lesbians on set for it. It's bless their hearts. Oh, my God. Wait, speaking of lesbians being on set for sex scenes, I finally watched The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Let's talk. Yeah. Um, it was not nearly as good as the book. Okay, I still gotta because read the book. They, yeah, I, there's so much buildup that I think is really integral to the storytelling. Yeah. Um, and I wish that it had been even, like, half an hour longer. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, um, you are missing a lot of characterization of Cameron, um, and her relationship with, uh, the girl whose name I always forget, but she only has one leg. Um. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, like, they even hook up in the book, and, like, oh, okay. I wish that that had been shown. Um, I did really like the conversations in the um, conversion camp, and mm-hmm. I think that that was important. I wish that you knew about um, Cameron's parents dying. Yeah, that which, was, like, really throwaway in this. Yeah, they, like, never talked about it, because her parents died the same night that she had her first, like queer romantic experience oh okay and so for her like she really she had a lot of guilt surrounding it like she obviously like she knew that this was something that like she was gay she was gonna be gay regardless yeah but 
she also was like, I'm being punished. And my gayness is what made my parents die. Yeah. There's this really beautiful, like, reconciliation with that that at the end of the book where when they um, escape and they go to the place where her parents died and they all go swimming in the lake and she has this, like, epiphany and it's really beautiful. And, like, ugh. I just wish that the movie had been longer because I think that, like, that wouldn't have been something that they would have shied away from if they knew that they could have made it longer. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. At the same time, I'm not... I'll be honest with you. I'm not super interested in the, uh, oh, I'm gay and it killed my parents thing. I feel like that's the kind of thing that for me, I'm like, well, I know that's not true. So I'm not interested. Like, well, it's not true, but she also, it happened when she was like seven Yeah. or like really young. So like when things, traumatic things happen when you're young, it can like, you know, fuck you up real bad. I totally get it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that like for me personally, as a reader, that's the kind of thing where I was like, I know that you're going to get over this over the course of the book. So I feel like yeah. I'm just awaiting the inevitable here and it doesn't interest me. She doesn't talk about it that much, but it is uh, definitely an interesting element to her shame. Yeah, well, I have the book, so I will read it, but it's just so fucking long that I'm good. intimidated. Um, I have read it like twice and uh, I mean, it holds up every time I reread it. Yeah, I yeah. love... Not I like loved, Invincible Summer, uh, but... <laughs> I loved the movie. Yeah. Um, it was very good. I I really loved it. Um... I cried during that therapy scene with the guy after his dad wouldn't let him. Yeah, that was awful. incredible. It was really nice to see that. Like That was yeah, so really beautifully done. Uh, his monologue there was amazing. And I also viewed it as like a tribute not only to queerness, but to femininity and to the strength mm-hmm. of femininity. And um, yeah. so that meant a lot to me. And um, I thought the sex scenes in Cameron Post were really good. They were good. Yeah. Um, so yes, Cameron Post, see it if you haven't, and read the book yeah, probably. Um, all right, let's get back to the L word. Yes, um, so Shane is super distracted during the sex scene with Carmen, which I thought at first was going to be about her line about the gold star thing and that that was going to come out, but it was oh, not. Really? I thought it was about Dana. Oh, yeah, That's I thought just... it might be that too, but no, 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 it seems to really care that much about Dana. Um, <sighs> they're all kind of just here, have a cake. Um, so yeah. it turns out that she found a syringe and thought that it was Jenny's and that Jenny was doing drugs, but really it was Max's testosterone. And everyone is kind of like lightly transphobic about this. Yeah. But like nothing super. I mean, okay, it's just also ignorance. they're like lesbians in the early 2000s who don't have access to internet really. So like I could be more. Okay, we had we but... had the internet in 2006. Just I know, I know, I know, but it wasn't like the same as it is now. Okay. I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of internet in 2006. Um, I know there was a lot of internet, but there were fewer social networks than yes, there are Yes, that's true. Now. It was so really that's what just I'm Facebook. thinking about and how that, like, yeah. spreads ideas. Yeah. Um, like, I know from reading about the Max Plotline that it's going to get real bad, but yeah. so far um, it's really just them saying kind of ignorant shit, but no one's being intentionally bad about it they're like trying to be supportive sort of they're not unsupportive yeah, yeah. so there's they're that. not outwardly unsupportive yeah yeah and then um they like mention top surgery in front of dana and she freaks the fuck out yeah she's like so she, fucking selfish jesus it's got nothing to fucking do with you dana and we're supposed to also like think that dana had just caused to freak out or whatever okay so let's talk about dana 
she's uh she's horrible this episode she's like, horrible and let me tell you something as a person with chronic illness the only thing that annoys me more than like the saintly person with chronic illness who's perfect is the absolute bitch with chronic illness it's yeah i'm not interested in this trope because i've seen it a million times because honestly it's not realistic to me i've never met a sick person who acts like this yes we all have our times when we are not at our best because we are human and we get frustrated and Mm -hmm. it's a frustrating situation but we're not like getting sick does not turn you into a terrible person and i have no sympathy for these characters who are like well i'm going through something really hard right now everyone is going through something hard and I'm not saying you have to be great all the time. And like I said, I hate the sunshine and roses Pollyanna cancer patient too. But like, ugh. there's just, there's no reason for Dana to be like this. And there's no reason for the show to portray Dana like this. Cause it doesn't, yeah. it's, it's just aggravating to watch and it's not fair mm-hmm. to sick people and it sucks. Yeah. And she's terrible. She's such yeah. a bitch. It does track a little bit because Dana doesn't know what the fuck to do with her emotions literally ever. That's true. Um, but I agree it's not a good enough reason yeah. to make her angry. There's um, some uh, gorgeous imagery in this with the Dana cutout and just being thrown into the garbage truck and then... So good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it makes me have a lot of feelings though because I know that the actress who played Dana did not want to leave the show. And this yeah. was not her choice. And I just think about the fact that, Jesus, they took a cut out of her and threw it in a garbage truck. Like, that's yeah. cold. These people yeah. are mean, the creators of this show. Yeah. They suck hardcore. Um, yeah. Alice is, like, Laura's helper, I guess, in the show right now. And Dana's really taking all of her anger out on... Lara, um, and she just can't fucking stand her, which is so shitty. Like, she's your partner, and like, you were so in love with her like two minutes ago. Yep. Um, and Lara admits that she is a weak person, which I'm like, thank God. She fucking sucks. And she <laughs> yeah, is a she weak does. Person. Um, and she's like, I can't, I can't do this, Alice. You need to be there for Dana. And so, um, then Laura goes to Paris, and Alice has to be Dana's caretaker, which is fine. Yep, that's fine. Um, yeah. It's nice to see someone yell at Dana for being a bitch, because I was worried people uh-huh, were all going to let her get it. away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah, was nice. I, th- I, I agree that, like, Alice is the person that makes sense to do that. Yeah, and the scene with her and Bette was nice, though. Because when yeah. Dana opened up and said, I feel like I'm doing these things and I can't stop myself, I had a lot more sympathy for her in that moment. Because we've all been there, where we're just mm-hmm. acting like fucking bitches and like we're like, who is this person? But it's like, you're just some sort of like perpetual motion bitch machine who just like keeps doing bitchy things. Like, we've been there. So I yep. got it. And the, the acknowledgement that she knew that she was being terrible helped a lot. Yeah. And um, it was nice to see Bet try with like her meditation or whatever, even though it didn't mm-hmm. end up ultimately being very helpful. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, who else do we have here to talk about? We didn't really talk about Shane and Carmen, but I don't remember anything really happening with them. Yeah, nothing much really. They got their tattoos, and then they had an aborted sex scene. Yeah. Um, oh, Kit fires uh, Alan Cumming. Yes, because he is showing up a drugged-out mess all the time and shit. 
He is not yeah. in a good way. No, no. Um, and I can understand why, because when he talks about his, like, ex, like, I get it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But at the same time, like, why now? Yeah, that's fair. Ugh. Are you all right? So, yeah, no, Bay just keeps texting me, and I just love it so much. <laughs> Oh, I keep saying that I've never felt like this, like, intensely for someone, which may be true, or I might be hyperbolizing, but I definitely haven't felt this way for anyone in college, that's for sure. That's awesome. (sighs) I'm very happy for Um, you and your man. Thanks. He's super cute. He's not that cute. But his, he's got, like, the best personality. And don't he's, like, super ever talk to me about it. putting his penis in your mouth. That's my only requirement. I don't want to hear about penises I, in people's mouths. I will not. I will not. Thank you. But I I will I will have to say whether or not the sex is good. I'm fine with happens. sex. Like, having a penis in a vagina is fine with me. It's just really penises in mouths. I'm just... Because I just so don't enjoy it. And I'm so confused by anybody enjoying it. Then I'm watching just like, I, why would someone want this? I understand not enjoying it because I thought I was going to hate it forever and I didn't get it. And then my brain just switched. I hate it. Same with like it. it did when I got on my new mood stabilizer and now I can't stand sweet things. I don't know. Oh, wow. God, that would suck. I, I literally can't have sweet alcoholic drinks. Like it's beer or it's basically nothing at this oh, point. Oh, geez. God, I can't drink Crazy. beer. I hate beer. I've started to really love it. Mm. I had a lot of really good beer in Israel. When I was at the wedding, um, and I was already ten drinks in at this point. No, nine. Only I nine. love you. <laughs> I was only nine drinks in, but we went to a different bar, and it was a like a whiskey bar. And Ooh. I love whiskey, but like I don't know anything about it. So I'm at the bar, and the bartender asked me what I want. And I said, "Listen, I want an old fashioned, but I don't know enough to tell you anything besides that." And he was like, "I have got you covered." And I was like, "Thank you." Nice. <laughs> yeah. Because like the menu had like you know like. 50 different kinds of whiskey and I was like fuck if I know so just, yeah what the fuck he was like I got you so he made me a very nice uh, old fashioned it was delicious yeah yeah what did you think of Pam Greer's acting when she fired um Billy it was terrible everything she does is terrible also she called him a fag at one point which she cannot do yeah she did do that I forgot she, about she that she is a straight woman and yeah this, this is the kind of thing that happens on the show a lot and also happens on Queer as Folk where we get characters who really should not be throwing around slurs using slurs and it's always fine with the people in the show and I feel like that just sets a really unfortunate precedent for people watching yeah. this. it's not okay for Kit to say the word fag there yeah it's I agree. not it's not even really okay for me to be saying the word fag right now but I'm quoting someone so I'm gonna let myself get away with it it's not okay there is nobody like I call myself a dyke if my best friend who is a gay man called me a dyke I would be furious with him like Mm. furious like you can't do that that's fair yeah I feel like it's only okay to use those words if you're like referring to yourself or you're like oh us dykes yeah something like that makes some sense or I mean like where I don't know if you're quoting someone or if if like he could yeah. have, like, a discussion about the word dyke in which he uses the word dyke. That's fine. It's just, like, yeah. calling somebody it is a different thing. What else is there in this episode? I feel like we've covered it. Um, Helena and Dylan oh, I don't are... Care. Uh, they're doing stuff, and Dylan's like, I'm ready to give up on being 
with my mans because I want to be with you. There was also, a, I want to be with both of you. There was one nice moment in this Helena thing that I cared about when um, she was saying, oh, I'm not married. He's just my boyfriend and we live together. And Helena just said, in the lesbian world, that's married. Yeah. And I, I thought like that, that that was really interesting. Um, because it's that's very true. And I thought... Um, I thought it was nice of Helena to have that awareness about like the values of her community and yeah. that sort of respect for it, even though of course she is still sleeping with this woman, so not that much respect. Yeah, yeah. All right, I think we're good. Yes. Not that much happened this episode. We had more interesting discussions with the last one. Yeah, we did. Um. All right. So we no longer have to do have to. <laughs> we no longer get to do our um. What is it? Tomboy Toes one? So instead, we're going to do our BarkBox thing. Yes. So we're being sponsored by BarkBox. Um, so if you guys don't know what BarkBox is, then uh, have you even been listening to our podcast? Seriously. Um, so BarkBox is a subscription service that like gets you a whole bunch of stuff for your dogs. That includes toys and food and awesome stuff like that. And we always like to say that it also gives you a box for your cat. Yes, because we're gay. So, gotta have a cat. Yeah. Or if you live like I live, you can also use that box to put all of your recycling in. I live like a heathen. Yep. Um, Me too. (laughs) So, if you want to do that, you can get um, your first month free at getbarkbox.com slash lesbian20 and you use the code P-B-F-E-M. Uh, again, that is getbarkbox.com slash lesbian20, and the code is P-B-F-E-M. And you'll get an extra month of BarkBox for free. Um, and you can thank us for that. So <laughs> Yes. And there's other ways to pay us, too. Yes. Um, if you want to pay us, you should go to steadyhq.com slash en slash so lesbian. And you can go there and pay us Anywhere from uh, $1 a month to $9 million a month. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm pretty sure I topped it off at like 15 bucks. Because I was like, no one's going to pay us any more than that. Mm. But if you want to, let us know. Because we can yeah. we can fix that. And also, if you want something in the middle, like $4 or something, just like message us on either our personal Twitters or our um, Twitter account for this podcast. And we can update that so that you can pay us what you can. Mm-hmm. So, and now it is the best time of the day. Well, they can also pay us to say stuff. That's also uh, No, no, no. We're not there yet. Fine. Fine. It's hot or not. Fine. Hot or not. <laughs> hot. I'm going to give it to Alice before you can. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> um, yeah, Alice beats the shit out of Dana and it's refreshing. It's good. And she has a nice conversation with Uda about how she's feeling about Dana and she tries to track down the cardboard cutout, but at the same time, isn't like completely crazy about it. And when Dana calls her and says that Laura broke up with her, she turns around and stops her stupid mission and goes to be with Dana instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. There's no one good to give anything to this episode. Um, mm, I know how I'm giving my not to though. Okay. Uh, I guess I will have to give my hot to Shane. Okay. For trying. Okay. No, I don't know if that's a good enough reason. 
You should give but it to Max so. for I- fucking the shit out of Billy. I didn't like that scene. I hated it so much. <laughs> so I guess I'll give it to... I guess I'll give it to Shane. Okay. Okay, so who's your not? Because I don't know mine. Mine is definitely going to be Jenny forgiving Max his mm. tea several days early. Do you know how bad that is? I do For, not. like, your heart and your endocrine system? Like, it's so bad. It's so unhealthy. And also, why is she shooting him in the butt? You're supposed to do the arm. I thought she did, like, the his back, which his I thought back. was also similarly weird. It was like a shoulder blade or something. Yeah. And I was like, huh? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not not what you do. Don't get it. My not. Hmm. Hmm. I guess it's Tina for just really having no shame about going and fucking a guy when... And, like, there was just the inevitability of it where she was like, yep, I'm going to have sex with this guy. And, like, what? You Have a conversation about what this means for your relationship. Like, ugh. God, yeah. terrible people. Horrible, yeah. horrible people. I agree. Yeah. So I think, unfortunately, that is it. Um, so let's talk about what is happening next week. Next week, the episode is called Latecomer. Um, Eileen Shakin wrote this episode. Oh, no. Yeah, so get ready. Um, Jenny plans a charity event at Wax to support Max when they find out that he can't pay for... They wrote a mastectomy on this fucking Wikipedia page. It's not a mastectomy. It's top surgery. But okay. Um, Actually, I I don't know that that's wrong. Is it wrong? A double mastectomy? No, it is definitely. Because it's... The way that they do the surgery is different. Because they reconstruct the chest. Um, and they keep the nipples on, which is not what they do for right. a mastectomy. Right, right, right. You're right. Yeah. Um, Helena takes the girls to a surprise trip to San Jose to an all-star basketball game and honor to honor Dana. So... Okay. Um, yeah. Carmen is still dealing with the aftermath of her meeting Shane's ex. Uh, okay. Bet kicks Tina out of the bedroom and tries to find peace in Buddhism. Okay. Weird. In a recording studio, Kit gets help from unexpected sources for her music career. That just means that the members of Betty are going to be showing back up. (laughs) So, okay. Yeah, it's going to be a really boring episode, I can tell already. It sounds really fucking boring. But hopefully, since it's written by Eileen Shaken, it'll be offensive enough to be interesting. Yeah. She's she's also writing episode nine. So, that's... Is that the one Dana dies? No. Does she kill Dana? No, Dana doesn't die till like, 11. Yeah. Okay. Does... Oh, yeah, no, wait. Dana... No, no, Dana dies episode 10... Because her funeral yeah. is episode 11. Yeah. Wow. She dies so fucking fast, I know, I'm excited. dude. Like, I love why? Death. I love death. Oh, my God. So my mom, my parents right now, they have mold in their basement. So they're having to clean out their whole basement. So your parents are going to die. They're not going to die. They're okay. But they um are clearing out all their old shit. And a bunch of it is a bunch of my Lurley McDaniel novels are down there. And my oh, mom nice. was reading the back of them when she was cleaning. She was like, does someone die in every single one of those? And I was like, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Amazing. Yeah. I was trying to get her to understand the appeal of the Lily McDaniel novel. And I don't know how well I did. But I tried. <laughs> I tried. 
Um, all right. So I guess the last of our plugs. Yes. Um, yeah. Please go pay us. If you pay us monthly, that's like super lit. Um, and if you don't, but you want to pay us to say something and you're like, I've got 30 bucks lying around now, you can go to Pocket Podcast Network and click on the donate button and then click on That's So Lesbian and then fucking pay us to say whatever the hell you want. Anything. You get to write us a message and we'll say it. We will. We'll read it. Yep. Um, and then you should go and be a part of our Facebook group, which is uh, That's So Lesbian Podcast Fans. And then we have our Twitter page, which is at so lesbian PPN, and Hannah is at Hannah Mosk, and I am at Jesse underscore Quinn. Um, and also, Hannah has like nine hundred books that you should buy. Mm, so it's true, I do. Yeah, um, I think that that is like truly all that I can plug. I am gonna take a fucking nap. Oh, also, if anyone wants to send me coffee beans. DM me on Twitter, please, because I'm in need. Um, you don't need to send me anything, but you should pay me. Yeah. I could really use some coffee beans. Mm, I don't drink coffee. Don't send me any coffee beans. Oh, my God. I'm an addict. Hate it. Oh, my God. Hannah, this is causing a major rift right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I need a nap. All right. We will see you guys next week. Adopt a cat. Bye. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.